Welcome to XXC Radio on mountainbikeradio.com. I'm Jason Mahoki from XXC Magazine and xxcmag.com. Um, with with me today is uh, my friend, well, I guess I call him a friend, uh, Ben Wellnack from mountainbikeradio.com. And along with Ben, I have Chris Case, a managing editor of Velo Magazine and the author of the column, A Case for Suffering, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh but the main topic we're going to talk about today is the recently completed uh, anti-epic, which kind of brings me and uh, doing the XXC podcast type radio things full circle because the first podcast I ever did was with Ben talking about the anti-epic, and here we are again. So welcome to the show, guys, and let's talk about the race. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. It's it's been a, a long a lot of things have changed in that year, huh? Yeah, it sure has. <laughs> We're not I mean I'm not at Starbucks talking, you know, under a <laughs> yeah. shirt. Yeah. Yeah, the the first podcast we ever did, Ben was in a in a Starbucks in front of a laptop with a shirt draped over him to try to keep the background noise out. And uh yeah, that worked out great. <laughs> yeah, if you like background noise. <laughs> you can hear people ordering their lattes and, you know, plates clanging. <laughs> hey, but it all worked out. Look where we are now. Yes, exactly. Famous. Famous. Now, you're at home and uh, I'm in a bedroom in my house. Yeah. So. <laughs> at home taking care of my son who's not going to sleep. So. Oh, there he is. There he is. He can be on too. Yeah, well, he is, he is on, no. <laughs> so. But yeah, so that's enough of me, Chris. Um, so. Yeah, the anti-epic was uh, my first foray into um, gravel grinder type race. So I uh, I have plenty of learning to do. That was um, <laughs> something that became very apparent out there. Um, my background's in cyclocross, so an hour of campaign. <laughs> Versus ten hours of yeah. agony, you know. So that's that's my perspective. Go um, from from uh, from from uh, the anti-epic, and I'm in a what we call the fishbowl at uh, our big conference room at Velo uh, News headquarters in Boulder. So, so, so is everyone uh, looking at you then, or is that? Yeah. That's why it's called the fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. everybody's staring at me. <laughs> so they're, uh, we're in production for our uh, June issue, which is all about the, the cobbled classics, the spring classics. So we're hard at work on that and putting together some uh, some good uh, issues and, and, and stories on that. Oh, excellent. Those are the, the my favorite races. I'm not a huge road cycling fan, but the any of the cobbled spring classics are my favorites. But uh, maybe the anti-epic will be become a spring classic in the future, at least <laughs> at least here in the U.S. amongst uh, certain crowds. Um, so this is the second year for the race, Ben. Uh, bef- I know a lot of people know about the race. Why don't you, uh, for people who don't, uh, why don't you give us or them a little heads up on, uh, first of all, maybe what made you want to put together the race and uh, – you know, just what the race entails, like uh, length and elevation, that sorts of uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. And what made me want to put it together was I don't really remember. 
Um, but we were driving around, this was a couple years ago and we were actually driving to a, driving to a race and kind of got lost and ended up finding all these different gravel roads. And I was thinking like, wow. And I started looking at the map and I was thinking, holy crap, there's hundreds of miles of roads here. So I went and checked it out and, uh, turns out that there was indeed, you know, a lot of cool gravel. So I'm like, well, you know what, let's, let's just drive around and see you know, if it'd be feasible and, you know, what it'd be like. And, you know, I just thought with all the different, you know, gravel events and all, just something different. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff here on the front range. There's a lot of good riding and there's, you know, already well-established, uh, mountain bike races, but let's do, you know, I want to see something different and there was nothing else like it and just drove around with a couple buddies and Amy, my wife, uh, and it just, made sense <laughs> kind of i mean a twisted way i guess but yeah so as far as you know distance um you know i i would my goal was to get a, a nice big loop um i wasn't set on the hundred and you know well it's actually 160 miles but i wasn't really set on that it's just kind of it was a good loop you know with a, a good midpoint uh at a little town it was kind of the only place to stop and uh so it just turned out to be, and I, you know, I dub it as 150 miles, but anybody that checks out any of the maps or anything, they'll realize that it's actually 160. And the climbing, you know, it's anywhere I've seen, you know, from like 8,200 8, to like 9,300 feet of climbing, depending on who's, you know, tracking it. And yeah, so that, it just, you know, it organized it last year and it, I figured if it, we could get two or three guys to come out and ride it, it, you know, it'd be a success and be cool, you know, just get out and ride and it ended up being like immediate response and like 35 people said they'd come. I think we ended up with like 20, 25, it was like 25 that came out and then like 18 or something that finished. Um, and then this year it was kind of a no brainer just to have it out there. It was already out there. The course was set. Everything was kind of, you know, done and it was just, you know, I just kind of put it out there. Um, not necessarily, it's not, you know, made to be like USA sanctioned. Race. <laughs> I was say, so this is not sanctioned. In any yeah, way. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I've kind of have some plans for next year. I'm always going to keep the free option, but I kind of have some other plans for next year. But, uh, anyhow, so yeah, so it just kind of stuck and there's enough people that it seems like it's good early season training for other events. There's a lot of dirty cans of people. And then a couple last year, had a couple tour divide guys. Um, so yeah. And with being early season, there's not a ton of mountain bike racing really going on in, in Colorado that I can imagine. I mean, I'm sure the higher elevations are probably still, you know, the trails are probably still snow covered, I would assume. And, yep. you know, so, I mean, I think it leaves a lot of people with, you know, looking for something to do. So I think that was good timing as mm -hmm. well. And while the, you know, the first race around here is the Warrior Cycling, uh, it's actually next Next weekend is their first race. So yeah, I, you know, I kind of targeted it like, okay, it's going to be a good early season, uh, training ride. Um, it's not too hot out there. And I, you know, we do run the risk of crappy weather like snow, but we did get lucky the last two years. So yeah. Awesome. And Chris, had you heard about the race before and, and, and what made you want to do it this year? And did you know what you were getting into? Uh, I hadn't really heard about it at all until um, I started uh, just looking into different types of races to do. That's, I've done 
I've raced on the road for years. Um, I've raced cyclocross for about seven years. Um, I've raced some mountain bike, and uh, I was just looking for other things to do, so I started checking out websites and happened upon the Colorado Endurance Series website and saw this thing with a interesting name, and I thought, well, that sounds that sounds interesting and, and, and intriguing in some way, and and then I ended up, uh, a friend of mine um, convinced me to be a part of a team for Dirty Kanza, um, and I committed to that, and uh, so then I thought, well, I need to get out and experience something with a bit of length, because honestly, I, I don't know that I've ever ridden um, mileage-wise at one time more than like 115 miles, and I, I've done Leadville um, and time on a bike, probably the maximum has been eight hours, you know, right around that time. So I knew I needed to try something. So then I went back and I was like, well, anti-epics on a weekend when I'm kind of available and free and sounds like a cool course out there in the middle of nowhere and it's close by. And so I committed to it mentally. Um, Of course, registration is really not much of a commitment because there's no money involved and, and it's particularly easy compared to um, most registration processes. So that was that, and 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 my whole my whole year is really shaping up to be trying new and different things, and really um, basically the most absurd and difficult things I can find with a bit of beauty and intrigue thrown in. They can't just be all about suffering. Um, there's got to be some other element to it. I hope. So I mean, so, that's a that, nice... yeah. That's it's a nice segue into, uh, you know, and that's basically what your column, A Case for Suffering, is all about, correct? Correct, yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a year where I was going to be doing a lot of different races anyways just because of my personal interest. Um, then I thought, well, you know, I could share some stories of agony and some philosophy on why we do this and some bring in some uh, perspective from other riders that I know from from working here on why they do this to themselves and what the, what they uh, see in the challenge and why they keep coming back to it and what, you know, uh, if you look at um, racers' um, uh, resumes, they often do evolve as they get a bit older. They, they, they just do different things, you know, and everybody seeks out different things and and uh, I, I just want to personally go through an evolution and, and talk about it and also bring in um, the opinions and thoughts of others who've gone through similar evolutions and uh, just understand how they cope with it. I mean, they're professionals in some, in some cases, and, and sometimes, you know, maybe I'll talk to sports psychologists about why we do this to ourselves and um, things like that. So, yeah, that, there's a lot of, of good uh, topics that I want to cover. Um, right after I committed to uh, Dirty Kanza, I was invited to cover the 100th anniversary of the Tour of Flanders, which actually takes place May 25th of this year. That's the actual 100th anniversary date of the first. And they're going to recreate the first edition, which was... 324 kilometers over wow. the cobblestones and climbs 
that's 201 miles. So I'm I guess they need to make it longer next year. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, so I will be doing that, um, on May 25th and then flying home to Boulder, which is like six or seven time zones and then driving out to Kansas to do the dirty Kansas the next weekend. So, Either I'm really stupid or I really Makes, want to write good columns. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think that's, 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 <laughs> that's my May. That's the end of May. Um, and, and anti-epic, back to the anti-epic, it was really good um, to have done it because it hurt me a lot. Um, it made me swear for no good reason. It made me question why I was doing it to myself but you know you finish and 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 this was my first so i i learned a lot and i know that i won't make some of the same mistakes next time and i'll do things differently next time i got down i got done and i i I talked to ben's wife and and, uh that was my my finish you are fourth you finished at 5 24 p.m (laughs) okay and then i went and sat in my car and uh tried to process what I had just done. And I think I probably said to myself a few times, I don't ever want to feel that way again, you know. <laughs> but for the next few days, I found myself daydreaming about doing that stuff, that same thing to myself again, just with a little less pain and a little more enjoyment. So I don't know that I'm fully hooked on just doing gravel grinders now or really big endurance events. But it's something I want to try again, and uh, we'll see what it does to my cyclocross form. Um, cyclocross national championships are in Boulder this year. It's a big deal for Boulder and for me, and uh, we'll see how it all plays out when I go through a season of torturing myself. Yeah, it's either going to make you super strong or just crush you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's pretty you. much what I figured too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ben, did you want to explain? I think uh, Chris was questioning the where you got the name, and uh, maybe some of the listeners can't remember back to how you came up with the name, the Anti Epic. Yeah, for sure. Um, It wasn't actually even my idea. (laughs) It was uh, my buddy Les. He um, he had gone through. It was you know two years ago, whatever. Two years ago, I think it was was like everything was epic. Like, oh, do this epic ride and do this epic. You know, everything was epic. And he's like, man, like, unless you're doing something really crazy, you know, that's, you know, if you're like riding 300 miles over a mountain or something, that's, you know, that's epic, right? And, uh, so his goal for the year was to be anti-epic and like go just do a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, huh, I like that. And (laughs) so it just kind of fit because, you know, once they started mapping the, course out it was like holy crap this is going to be hard so it's just i'm just gonna go with it and then i was like well it sounds kind of dumb and then i started asking other people and they're like no keep it don't, <laughs> don't lose that i'm like all right fine um so it just came from from him and you know being the you know he just wanted something i guess different yeah well, I mean, I think it kind of fits too. I mean, not just with your race, but many of the races, uh, that are part of the Colorado endurance, uh, scene and the South, 
our Southwest uh, Endurance Series, mm-hmm. and and uh, many of the, I mean, hell for the, the Tour Divide and races are similar in the fact that you've crushed yourself you've gone out and done this and when you're done you're uh you're done (laughs) pack up your shit and go home (laughs) you know there's no podium there's no uh you know fanfare or anything you know good for you (laughs) and uh so nice job are you doing the next one yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i think that is something for uh you know very anti-epic (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, I'd like to have some cool, elaborate story, but it—it's just like the finish. You just—it is. You're done. <laughs> That's what it is. So, uh, for the two, you, uh, Ben, you didn't actually do the entire race last year, did you? No, I just this rode. Year did though. Yep. And last year, I just rode. I wanted to get you know pictures on course, and actually, there was a couple spots where I met people. You know, I I took out like soda up on the B road and like. You know, I was kind of all over the course, so I just rode the first section and then kind of rode home and grabbed the forerunner and drove out and all around. So that was kind of my goal last year. This year I wanted to get out and just, you know, my initially I was going to be doing Trans-Iowa, but now I'm bailing on that just because I've already signed up for Transylvania Epic and I'm not in shape to race for, you know, it's gonna it's looking like it's going to be muddy and 30 hours worth of racing. I'm just not going to be able to come back in a month but uh so my goal you know was to get some training in this year just ride it see what i you know see how i not crush myself just see how it went and uh plus i just wanted to ride it and you know ride with people and talk to them and whatever so um yeah so i just got out there and rode it and so it's not easy yeah, I was going to say after after riding it now, what did you, what did you come away with? Well, and then I want to compare that to, you know, you know, to what Chris and you know came away with. Yeah, well, I've ridden it, you know, in parts several times. I've you know done the different halves several times, but you know, doing the whole thing, the last, you know, you're really fooled into thinking it's the halfway mark. Um, at deer trail because you know mileage wise it's the halfway mark but time wise you're not you're not close and the last like 25 30 miles are probably some of the hardest riding you're gonna do like it was i mean it's constantly uphill there's no i mean the downhill so you're let's just put it this way for every five minutes you spend like four and a half minutes going uphill and half a minute going down so, in in the hills, I mean, when you say the climbing, I mean, I, just so people know, I don't think we're 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 not talking about uh, typical Colorado climbing. We're I think we're talking about just long, drawn out, almost yeah. false <laughs> at times false flats that yeah, just even, are relentless. Even the downhills seem like uphills. <laughs> Truly, I mean, there there's no climbs. I think the biggest climb they call the Bijou Hill, and it's like I don't know what is it, Chris, like two hundred. 50 feet maybe um and but the rest of it it, yeah it's exactly what it is like false flats that just pitch up and then you go straight down the other side and then just go false flat for the next you know two miles and then pitch up do it again so it's 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 not easy and we actually get locked out because the wind there was no headwind on the way back you know coming back from deer trail so um yeah it's legit like it's you know you, you would think you know, for especially people in the mountainous, you know, out here, 
um, 9,000 feet for 150 miles, like, oh, no big deal, you know, but it's, I don't know how to explain it other than it's just like seven hours of going uphill. <laughs> and, and Chris, how would you say that compare? I mean, you compares to a, a lot of what you've done, you've done. I mean, you mentioned the road riding background and obviously the cross racing, uh, how about comparing like the, you know, 45 minutes hour cross race to, to something like this? Oh, it's, um, it's entirely different because there's a cyclocross. You break it down into the start, which is hectic and super fast. And then basically 58 minutes of anaerobic, um, accelerations out of corners and, and focus on, on the technical aspect of the race and um, that's simplifying it but it's it's um, it's extremely different to do a race that you know it, going in it's going to be 9, 10, 10 hours um, some people 12 hours and uh, you know you, you roll out and it's somewhat social and you're chatting with people and you find a rhythm and you're I found myself hold, just having to tell myself, hold back, hold back, hold back, because, you know, like, I'm just not used to holding back. Um, and uh, getting out there and, and, and um, you, you have to focus on these roads. It's not like you're just cruising along. There's washboard sections and there's sand sections and there's some definite skills you need so that you don't, uh, wipe out on on some of these roads, um, and it's also the fact that you're out there and and quite alone and in isolated places that is entirely different. There's no one but yourself that's going to help you if, for instance, you break a spoke like I did at mile 25. Um, I had to release the rear brake on my cross bike and essentially ride without a rear brake the whole day. And uh, I don't know how many thousands of times I looked back at my rear wheel waiting for the other three spokes or two spokes to, to brake and just leave me stranded out there. But it's amazing. It's uh, it's hard to comprehend. You know, it's a, you ride maybe 90% of the time by yourself in my case, or maybe you pair up with somebody and it, it turns into more of a social adventure. Um, but like Ben was saying, it's, um, it's really, really hard. There's no way to do it and not have it be hard. I don't think because you're spending a lot of time on the bike if you're going easy or hard. Um, and your body just isn't really made for doing that. At least mine isn't yet. I, I might adapt to it a bit more, um, but certainly uh, a ten-hour bike ride is not something you typically do. Um, and that second half of the course, uh, it's a it's a real. You're physically tired, but mentally, it's a matter of telling yourself, just keep going, keep the keep the pedals turning, uh, keep that speed up as much as you can, tuck down the downhills, uh, recover when you can, keep eating, keep drinking, you know, it's a, it's a personal battle you're, you're waging. Um, and it's, it's a, 
it's a really um, if you can get really philosophical philosophical about it, I think after the fact and, and, and tell yourself you've learned a lot about your capabilities and and it's great in that way. When you're in that moment, I think I just remember agony and wanting to say fuck a lot, you know? That's, <laughs> that's pretty much what was going through my head. And, yeah, and, and just uh, when you start thinking about it, then you turn and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's relentless, I think, is a, is a good word for it. And it's not maybe even strong enough, but it just keeps coming at you and coming at you and coming at you. And, and for someone like myself who hasn't done races of, of, of this length before, um, you know, I get into hour six and I've done the tour of the Gila, which is a stage race with five stages and in big days, you know, for road races, like six hours one day and five hours the next day and, and, and things like that. But you get into hour six and you realize you still have four hours to go and you're already feeling a little bit crushed. It, it's a, it turns into this really, um, difficult mental um, war. Well, Chris, I had heard you mention that you uh, used a, a cross bike. Now, did you uh, use a, a, your, just your uh, normal race cross bike, or did you purposely have one that was a little bit more uh, solid, or I, don't, I guess I don't want to say solid, but a little more adapt to uh, a gravel grinder? I went pretty... Uh, Slim, I think, would be the word um, on preparation or, or or modifications on the bike. I went with a stock Ridley Crossfire meant for racing cross, not for gravel grinders. I went with a mm, kind of like a file tread, but I knew it was a tire that could withhold a lot of you know sharper stones and stuff. But it was still a 33. Measured a 33. It's 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 claimed to be a 35, but it measures about a 33, um, which was definitely in some sections on the thin side. And uh, otherwise, I put like um, a bottle cage mount under the rear saddle, or a couple extra bottles. And other than that, I didn't modify the bike whatsoever. Um, I kind of just had the bike and wanted to test it out, so to speak, as a trial run for Dirty Kansas, because that's what I expect to ride out there, and maybe with different tires. I didn't expect to break a spoke. I was running pretty solid wheels. Um, that was a surprise. I only ended up having one flat, which came around the same time as I broke the spoke, so it may have happened simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in some ways I was underprepared, but I also would be willing to admit I was lucky and I think that's probably part of it. Ben could probably speak to that. I think people in years in last year had seven flats and you know, things can go wrong out there and if uh if you're not prepared then <laughs> it can be a dicey situation. I got I think I got lucky in that regard. Yeah and I think last year there was a lot more goat heads. It seemed like after after Deer Trail, between like Deer Trail, the town of Deer Trail, and the the B Road, seemed like there was a lot of goat heads because I didn't hear of many people flatting this year, like several times or anything. You flatted, didn't you? Yeah, 
And that you also I, got lost, didn't you? Yeah. Well, the <laughs> flat. Cool- let's let's focus on the flat. That was a. Uh, <laughs> we were just cruising along like smooth pavement, and I don't. I must have hit like a. You know, there must have been just a little thorn or something. I, I couldn't find one, but. Wow. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't my fault that we got lost. So. Yeah, oh, no, of course. <laughs> we just missed the tur- we missed the turn because we were talking and we're like, "Oh, this is fine, we're good," and just like, so we're rolling down this big, like one of the biggest hills of the whole freaking race, and uh, rolling down, and we're like, "Okay, cool, we get this, you know, um, this uh, good rest." Meanwhile, we're looking off to the right, and there's like these big ca- elaborate cage systems. This guy's got tiger lions, like main, like king of the jungle lions walking around his yard. And we're like, we stopped at the bottom. We're like, whoa, did you see that? And then I'm like, yeah, but I think we're not in the right spot. <laughs> so we waited for a little bit because there was somebody a ways behind us. And we're like, let's just wait a little bit. We'll try to find it on the you know GPS and our phone just to make sure. And he followed us all the way down the hill. And then we're like, so you know where you're going for sure? And he's like... No, I just following you guys. Like, oh shit! So we had to climb all the way back up that hill, and yeah, but it was odd. I knew once we passed the lions, like I didn't, we weren't in the right spot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think you would remember those. Yeah, like it was like a mini zoo. It was weird out in the middle of yeah. nowhere. I thought it was weird a couple of years ago when I saw a camel during a race, and, but now this takes it up yeah. a weather level. Yeah, there was can- there's actually one spot I think actually the people have a camel, and then there's llamas all over too. Yeah, so llamas <laughs> and, and uh, pronghorn jumping all over, and yeah, lions. And and how about you? What sort of bike setup did you go with? And in and also, most of the rider, like this year, did it seem like most of the riders were on cross bikes, or was there a, a mix of mountain and, and cross? Um, it seemed like most of the people were set up for, you know, either a cross bike or like a bike they use for that kind of riding. Um, okay. You know, I, I don't really like the term gravel grinder. It's just most recognizable. Um, but uh, you just feel like it's overused. But uh. Most people were on that. There were some on mountain bikes. One guy was on a 29, a scalpel, 29er, full suspension. Um, but, uh, yeah, most guys were set up with, with cross and, you know, like 32 to 40 wide. Um, I was on a tie. So I had it all set up. I, you know, this is kind of a, just a, a run through for, for Trans Iowa. So I was on a tie, a salsa tie warbird. And with the, uh, Clement, uh, USH, which are 35s and bags, everything kind of set up, ready to go. Um, kind of did take, you know, like I went into town just to, to kind of play with like, you know, packing bags and unpacking stuff and just kind of hanging out and that kind of thing. But, um, it's, that bike is a, obviously they make it for that, but it's a perfect setup. Other than that, random flat tire that i had like i didn't feel one bit concerned about like bombing through the b road or like hitting because there was a lot of um washboard roads like mm-hmm. i didn't feel worried about that at all so i you know with the 35s in that setup it was pretty pretty bomber yeah and, uh, did you like those tires is there because i don't remember there being like a, a huge amount of tread on those tires from what i can remember seeing 
No, there's, yes, I did like the tires. They were a little squirrely in the, you know, deeper stuff. And, um, but they're really good if it's mostly, mostly pretty packed, um, because there's tread on the side and no tread in the middle. Okay. So, but they were, I mean, you know, there were some sections and I guess, you know, for 150 miles, you kind of have to balance even a hundred miles. You kind of have to balance the rolling with the, the grip. And I would take the rolling just because I'm comfortable with having to navigate loose gravel. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so the winner, uh, was it Kevin Thomas? Is that mm-hmm. who won? Yep. He <laughs> won. Well, yeah, won. He finished first. Marks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amy, my, my wife Amy was saying that, uh, I think it was Kevin. There was a Kevin that was second. Or not Kevin, sorry, uh, Mark. I think it was Mark that was second, but there was another Mark just a ways down on the list. Um, I'd have to pull it up, but he, uh, apparently he rolled an extra like 20 miles or something. Um, so I don't he know. Was 11. But... What's that? 11 mi- He rode 11 miles extra as, uh, a comparison of, uh, cause I ran into him, um, and rode in rode with him for a while and then, uh, he kind of faded at the end. He came in maybe 10 minutes behind me. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we compared Garmin's and, uh, he ended up going about 11 extra miles compared to my Garmin. Um, I think he missed the B road entirely and did Uh, that lower loop. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. Um, so yeah, but Kevin, Kevin Thomas won it. He, uh, He's a really strong rider. Had he not had flats last year, because last year I think he had, just to the top of the B road, I actually, he was the one that took advantage of like, he drank like two two Cokes and had some cookies and all that stuff last year, but he had like, he's like, man, I just had like five flats coming in here. I have no more oh. tubes or anything left, and he's like, I think I can make it. But he uh he's a strong rider. He's finished the CTR, I don't know how many times, but I think for a while he actually had the record. Um but so he's a strong rider, but he was there last year and yeah, he knew and what Chris, to expect. I'm a little, I gotta say, Ben, I'm a little upset with you. Why? Not having cookie cookies and Coke. Yeah, I know. And sodas. <laughs> I, know. I mean, come on. I know. I, mean, I showed up. That. Yeah. And I, that was the thing is like, had you gone, you know, last year, you would have got to the top of the B road and I would have been there waiting with food. So yeah. Yep. I'm a little upset. I thought that was too nice to do last year. Next so year, you haul a Bob trailer filled with cookies <laughs> and pop. I think that's that's what you need to do. Yeah. Maybe I will. With kids? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Two kids and food. <laughs> and Chris, you ended up with a good finish, you know, despite your reported suffering. I did. Um, I was I was pretty surprised. Uh, but... You know, in the end, I don't even know these, not, I'm not insulting the genre, but it's not, it, this wasn't a really a race for me or a race against anyone besides myself this time around. So, mm-hmm. um, I, that being said, when I got home, I did research on who beat me. And so that <laughs> Kevin Thomas has ridden the Colorado Trail Race and he won it in 2011 on a single speed. And I was like, well, I guess I can be happy having him beat me by only, you know, whatever it was. So there's, 
there's competition there, but it 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 uh, it's different. And um, yes, I'm a competitive person, so I want to get better. But um, I was satisfied just being able to roll in with um, you know having having finished it and having um, come out unscathed for the most part. I think there's something to, if you make a race long enough, even a hundred milers for most people, you're going to have, you know, like an NUE race, you're going to have the top, you know, whatever, 25, 50 guys that are really going to be, you know, racing. But for everyone else, like you make the race long enough and it doesn't become a race against anybody. It becomes exactly what you explained. So if we're to lengthen it out to 250, nobody's going to be racing. They're just going to be trying to, you know, trying to make it through the whole thing, you know, efficiently without breaking stuff and see where they end up. You know, there's Well, that's just... one thing I've noticed over the years. I mean, even with the the 100-mile races, like you said, aside from that top 20 or 25, maybe even 30 now that it's they're getting bigger. Uh those guys are, you know, all out racing. Then after that, I think there's the guys who probably first year just trying to finish. And then after each subsequent year, it just gets about basically can you better your your time or can you beat your buddy's time that you know was giving you shit all year about it or something you know i think that's what so much of these you know withdraws a lot of people to these races and uh yeah and then when a race is 160 200 plus miles then it's definitely about (laughs) and just finishing i give anybody that finished the 160 miles uh you know props and congratulations because you know that's that's a long way mm-hmm. to ride on a bike and i mean not that there aren't longer races i mean you could say that about anything though i mean but it's still a fucking long way yeah and you know so so and you know the the thing is about it too is it's not like a you know so you have like the lap endurance races and it's not really the same because you know exactly where you are in this one, it's like, well, my GPS is telling me I'm at 130, but there's no freaking way that I only, that there's, there can be 30 miles. That's all you think the last like 20 miles, like there's no way there can be this much left. <laughs> there's no way. Like, you know, and then you get to the, there's a couple roads near the end where you're like, shit, I'm turning away from where I need to go. You know, <laughs> and you just keep looking at like, you keep looking at your GPS and you're like, this can't be right. This can't be right. And then, um, then you have to go up a hill. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's something to, you know, being out there and just having it not knowing kind of where you are as far as like a loop or like a, a, a lap race. Mm-hmm. So. Now, did you both use GPSs during the race? Clearly I didn't. <laughs> oh, you didn't use it this <laughs> time? Well, I had it on, but I had Q. You just didn't my, pay attention to it. Well, I had it on and I was using just the Q sheet. Um, but apparently I'm one of the turns on the Q sheet I also screwed up and put so I cuz I you know I printed off the this website uh and oh, crap what's the name of it bike route to- toaster and I so I did that and I went through it all just to make sure it all looked good and I missed one of the things and it comes to a T in the road at highway 122 and the Q sheet says left and you're supposed to go right and uh so Anyhow, I was using a cue sheet that was clearly not all there. And that's why you'll never be sanctioned. 
Yes. <laughs> Chris, did you use a GPS or just cue sheets? Or? I actually just used, I had the cue sheets with me, but I used, I took um, the maps out of the Colorado Gazetteer and mm. traced the route over that and made some few notes where the names of the roads didn't match up or something like that. So I had that. I basically tuck that up under my jersey and would pull that out every once in a while just to check on things. And by the end of the race, um, because there were a few people in front of me, I basically got lazy and trusted that they were taking the right turns and just followed tracks. Um, I got briefly lost. I think I was um, just getting too excited to be done. Um, and I took a left turn when I should have taken a right. And maybe it was because Ben's, um, yep. Kyushi. <laughs> but, uh, but I took the left instead of the right, um, thinking I was just a little bit farther on the course than I was. And, uh, that, that's when Mark was still with me. And, uh, we got down the road only maybe a quarter mile and, and there were no tracks and it was powdery surface. So I was like, this, no one else has been this way. So. I quickly turned around, and I think Mark being dejected um, and tired and and not wanting to make another mistake, he sort of he had his GPS there and he checked that. And he lingered a little bit longer, and I, you know, I just said, "Hell with this! I'm getting this thing done, and I'm going this <laughs> way, and I have a good feeling, and it better be right." And uh, so I just took off. Mostly, it was just a map that I used. So. Excellent. Well, it sounds like it worked out for you. So is, uh, you had mentioned your trip to Flanders. Is that the next item on your schedule? Um, I, I'll definitely be doing some other rides and races be- before then. Um, I might do the uh, mountain bike race that Ben mentioned earlier that kicks off the the Warriors series, I think it's the Warrior series, and and um, some other races. I don't know if there's. If it doesn't else. snow. <laughs> if it doesn't. Snow, yeah, right? it's looking like it could be some snow on Wednesday, and like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, should be interesting. Yeah. Um, I yeah, there's only I, when I I um, the column started up a couple weeks ago, I guess it was, and instantly people were telling me, oh, you got to do this race, because basically I call myself out, like, I want to do the hardest, most absurd races that exist, I want to, I want to see, I want to test my limits, that sort of thing, and of course people were like, oh, you got to do this race, you got to do that race, and there's only so many torturous, torturous races that I want to put myself through in one season, so, so to answer your question, Right now, yes, the Flanders Dirty Kansas Double is the next big thing on the list, but that's that's another month and a half away, so I might find something else to really hurt myself between now and then. Awesome. If not, if it's not an organized race, I'll, I'm likely to go out and, with friends, hurt myself just on a ride. So. <laughs> and Ben, how about you? Next major race for you anything uh, or just uh just getting the miles in for the uh transylvania epic or well if it doesn't like like i said with that warrior cycling i'm you know go do that one if it's not it really doesn't look good but if it doesn't uh 
you know, if it's good, if it doesn't snow. And then actually we're still going back to Wisconsin. Like I said, I bailed on Trans-Iowa just because I'm already signed up for Transylvania Epic and that's kind of a priority. So, um, but, uh, we are still going back to Wisconsin. So I'm going to be doing the first WEM series race, uh, the Northern Kettles race. I think I'll do the six hour at that one. Then Transylvania Epic, the end of May, which, um, that's going to be hard and hot. If it's anything like the last few years, it was like 90 degrees every day and it, but it's fantastic beat you up kind of stage race. Yeah. Um, last year was unusually hot for, uh, for Pennsylvania at that time of year. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. This year, I, mean, I, I heard this year there's going to actually be still, still grooming the cross country ski trails at that point. I don't doubt. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there right now, but I can say you were talking about the Warriors race potentially being canceled. I was just going to a local cross country race here tomorrow and it was canceled uh, earlier in the week due to there still being ice on the trail. And then we got three inches of slushy snow and ice last night that basically it's going to be a while before Basically, uh, that I'm riding outside, let alone uh, racing a mountain bike. So. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it. End of the summer, Vapor Trail. That's one. Oh, that, Excellent. Yep. And Chris, that's one you should check out. I don't know what you got going. It might be a little close to cross, you're in cross season, but the Vapor Trail is probably a, a, a good one for, for you to get on the list. All right. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yep. So now, and actually, because you have to submit a resume, but now with the anti-epic on your resume, now you should be good to go. So, there you go. Yep. Yeah, I think you're in. I don't have dirty cans by then. Well, yeah. Right. Yep. Well, thanks for uh, talking about the the anti-epic, both of you. I, you know, it sounded like uh, another great race, and I look forward to he- hearing what you have going on next uh, next year, Ben. Uh, you're talking. Was there? I thought I heard you talking. About expanding it? Uh, no, we're gonna keep. The, I'm gonna keep the anti-epic the same. Okay. So it's gonna be a free option, but there may or may not be another option. Something else in the works. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Well, some of you probably listen to this and steal the idea, and it'd be a yeah. Idea, yeah we won't but, get into it. Eh, I'm looking for good. something to steal. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> and, uh, anyhow, and Chris will be sh- short of. You know, uh, follow you through the season and, uh, check in and see what, what you got going on. Um, I'm glad you finished the, uh, anti-epic without too many F-bombs being dropped, I hope. <laughs> and, and what I'll do is at the bottom of the show page, I'll link basically everything. So there'll be a link to, uh, a case for suffering. There'll be a link to xxcmag.com and maybe some other races and stuff. So, but anyhow. Yeah, that's it. So Jason, what, uh, what do you got going on next? Uh, I really don't have much going on this season. I had a, a nice little schedule mapped out, mostly, uh, like cross country and 50 milers. And, uh, but right now without getting out, you know, with races being canceled and ice and everything else, it hasn't been the greatest spring so far, so we'll see what what happens, but yeah, most of the races are going to be in the, uh, I think my maximum racing this year is going to be a couple 50 milers and some, maybe some six hour races and uh, possibly a hundred at the end of the 
uh, season, the X100, but there's also a 50 mile option for that. And, oh, so you're ditching out on the 100 for that one too, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when, you know, when I can, you know, you just need do... some, you just need some sun and grass is what you need yeah, to yeah. spark it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grass. <laughs> well, green grass. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kids don't call it grass uh, these days, by the way. I guess so. Yeah. Showing your age. I guess so. I was like, I didn't know what to say. I'm yeah. like, oh. Sorry, green grass oh. and leaves. <laughs> so, but what, uh, is there, do you have a topic for another, uh, XXC, uh, radio episode? I'm curious. Oh. Yeah, right now, uh, we'll have to see. I'd like to uh, get some people and maybe talk about, uh, Dirty Kanza after it's over and, and, you know, see what's going on with that. Um, I'd like to steer away from being at all about, you know, gravel races. Obviously, there's a whole world of mountain biking out there that I'd like to talk about too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, well, obviously the uh, Transylvania Epic too. I'd like to, you know, after that, I'm sure you'll have more than a few things to talk about on mountain bike radio with that, but I think we can find a little. I think thing. it'd be cool to just check in and just talk shit. Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd love talk to talk about tacos and stuff during and, the week. And I, I hope she's still up for it, but Andrea Wilson, who oh, does you, right. Yeah. Just riding, just riding. Hey, I, sorry. What about was that? that? <laughs> How's that go? <laughs> That's a great show. Just that. Uh, yeah. 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 You should check out that. Just riding along. And, uh, but anyway, she is supposed to do the race and we'll be checking in with her. Uh, but she had that injury earlier in the year, but it seems like she's starting to bounce back from that and back to racing her mountain bike. Yeah. So. She just did pretty well. Yeah. She finished second at Uachita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uachita. <laughs> Anyhow, all right, we're descending back into babbling right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna jump off. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys. It was it was fun to chat, and uh, let me know if you ever want to check in with me. Uh, see what else comes up on the schedule. I might do Breck 100 or Breck 68 or something big like that. Or I don't know. There's always opportunities for for more and I'm happy to discuss them again. Um, so you, and you'll entertain any any uh recommendations as far as races. So if people oh, want to if people want to uh throw races Chris's way for consideration, do it. His email will be yeah, at the yeah. bottom of the page. Yeah. Yep. So. Awesome right. Chris, thanks for being right. on the show. Thanks Chris. Yeah, thank you. Thanks uh and uh, talk to you Ben maybe soon about so, Stuff, I'll probably be the next column about the epic or the anti-epic, excuse me. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, be posting that or it'll be posted hopefully sometime next week, I think. Um, it's gonna have more to it than just the anti-epic, bring in a few other thoughts, but I might, uh, just, uh, run it by you or something. And sounds good. Alright, excellent. All right, Thank you. Sounds guys. good. Yep. See ya. Take care. In- and Jason, um, yeah, so we'll, my point was is there'll be more and we'll come up with, uh, some different ideas. So it's not just regular, you know, interview type podcasts either. So no, that's fine. 
Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I maybe, do. Maybe we, you and I, I'm, in, I'm still recording, by the way. Okay. So people listening, we're just, Jason and I are just chatting, <laughs> just catching up. <laughs> so. Yeah, but there's definitely some more, more, uh, subjects and topics I'd like to talk about. Uh, and you're a good motivator for me to get on on here and, and do it. If it was up to me, I probably wouldn't. And, and before, <laughs> before we go, um, just can you give people a five minute update of what you got going on on xxcmag.com? Uh, you know, right now we're just looking forward to getting the season going. A lot of the NUE races are going to be starting up in earnest here pretty soon. Uh, look forward to that. Uh, you know, the stage races and Transylvania look f- forward to, you know, covering that. And, uh, the stage races have, for me, uh, online and well, since the magazine is kind of just here and there right now, I'm not sure what's going on there. As far as the, you know, the website, I love working on the stage races because there's basically something to talk about every day, you know, something new, something different. There's so many different types of people doing it. So I look forward to covering more of those and, uh, and then definitely want to check in with, you know, you and Andrea and, you know, um, the photos I get from like Abram Landis who covers the Transylvania Epic every year, uh, for those guys. He takes some incredible photos. So I look forward to, you know, seeing those, working with those and hopefully get an issue of the magazine out this summer. I had had some plans and, uh, like any, uh, plan there's uh, things that happen and i didn't count on us some personal things happening with some people who uh were committed to write some stuff and what have you and so stories go away and content goes away with it and so I'm not sure what's happening there so well if uh, anybody has anything any ideas for anything like that they can always just send you an email too Oh yeah, yeah, always willing to, you know, look into that and, you know, uh, you know, it's on freelance basis, I pay what I, you know, I can, I try to be competitive with millions. that. So, you know? Yeah, it is millions. Uh, but no, I, I'm hoping to get that going. I'm also looking into, uh, you know, when I started the magazine, I wanted it to be a, a digital format, not basically a website, but I wanted, uh, you know, uh, you know, something iPad friendly, tablet friendly, desktop computer friendly, but without being a website. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just, I, I love the print format. So it's hard for me to give up, give that up. And, uh, I, I like the look and feel of print. So again, that's hard to give up, but also there's things digitally you can do with, you know, obviously podcast, uh, audio, video, you know, more information to share. I mean, but I don't, I also want it to look, you know, good. And it's been, you know, I still haven't given up on getting something out there for tablet users and whatnot, the future. And so there's just a lot more that goes in the background of this stuff than people realize. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, I had a week this week. It seems like I neglected my own website because I've been trying to learn some things. And and at the end of the day, it looked like, you know, I did all this work for days and ended up with nothing. Right. <laughs> like what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. So, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's all part of the learning thing. And, you know, it's just like with, you know, with riding or racing, you know, you 
have to, you know. You spend all your time sail. training for two months and then get a flat tire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or take a wrong turn or whatever. Well, right. <laughs> See tigers. Or get trees stuck in your rims. Well, that wasn't during a race, though. I'll never forget no, that picture. You, know, you get a whole tree uh, stuck in your wheel. Uh, yeah, um, that was but yeah, the issues in the magazine, yeah. But, yeah, it, and it's the same way with this, too, is, like, you know, you get comments like, oh, the sound was, like, crap. And it's like, well, God, do you understand what I had to do to, like, <laughs> well, but anyhow. so Yeah, there's, there's just a lot behind the scenes that goes on, you know, with all that stuff. Yeah. So, but, yeah, if you have any ideas or you're doing some race or not even race, if you're just doing some anything. If you're doing anything, we're yeah. desperate. We <laughs> we are desperate. Send either one of us an email. <laughs> we're desperate for content because we have nothing to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I think that's it. Yeah. Well. All right. Thanks for listening, and Ben, thanks for being on the show, and look forward to talking to you again about uh, you know some races and oh hell anything. You know? <laughs> yes. So. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks for having me on. No problem. And if you want to, people out there want to check out the magazine, uh, you can see the website online at xxcmag.com. That's xxcmag.com. And, uh, you can drop me an email at xxcmag at gmail.com. If you have any story ideas or are pissed off at me for something I did to you five years ago, I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, just that's the address. Write me. And uh I'll take care of you or ignore you. One of the two. But all right. Until the next show. That's it.